Welcome to Center of Attention, the podcast. My name is Seth Everett. Normally, we do this show with either a former NBA player, Tom Thomas, or a host of other great broadcasters, including David Moulton from Fox Sports Florida, Jay Mariotti, longtime columnist and broadcaster, and many, many more. This podcast comes from a Twitch show. We do the show Monday through Friday live, 1 to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. We'll take the episodes that we do online and turn them into this podcast. You can download this podcast at Apple, Spotify, or wherever you can find podcasts, but you can see the show live and on archive by going to the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Seth Everett. And if you're an Amazon Prime subscriber, you can subscribe to the channel for free. That's right. Just link your Amazon Prime and a Twitch account, and suddenly you can subscribe to one channel and not pay a penny for it. You subscribe for free, and we get the subscription. Go to www.twitch.tv slash Seth Everett for more information. Now enjoy this episode of Center of Attention. We'll get back to Etan Thomas and myself in just a moment, but here on Center of Attention, once a week we get to check in on sports gambling, and for that we bring in the head odds maker at Bavada Sportsbook, Patrick Morrow. Patrick, welcome back. Seth, what a weekend of sports. Good to be back on, good to be chatting with, It's I can't even keep up with how many things I watched in the last seven days. All right, let's take a look at this week's games, week two, and the game that strikes me first and foremost is Seattle hosting the New England Patriots. The Patriots look great. Cam Newton looked great. Uh, I loved the uh, Wakanda Forever Chadwick Boseman tribute there by Cam Newton in the end zone. I thought that was really, really neat. Um, but now they take that show on the road to a tough place to play. Now there's no fans, so I don't know how tough it is to play there, but Seattle looked pretty good in their win over Atlanta. What's your take on Seattle and New England? And more importantly, what are the Bavada odds? Right. So looking at Seattle, New England, that is, of course, our primetime game next Sunday. And that, that's a fantastic one. You know, Russell Wilson, what an outstanding opening game. I think he finished 31-35, four TDs, uh, just absolutely dynamic on the field. Uh, Seattle defense looking all right. Patriots defense looking absolutely stellar. Again, we talked about this last week that the Dolphins would be a really good week one opponent for them to kind of figure out who they wanted to be on the offensive side of the ball. And, uh, you know, they they did, did some adjustments. They did a lot of RPO with Cam. Uh, in the second half, uh, they looked up for a lot of check down settlement. That's Brady's MO. They don't really have uh, an offensive identity except for the one that's going to work against you. And they game plan better than anyone. So I would say, uh, you know, if you're a Patriots fan, great. Beat the Dolphins. You expect to beat the Dolphins. Yeah, you know, you've answered a couple questions there. And the fact that they're only four-point dogs against Seattle after how good Seattle looked versus Atlanta, I think that's pretty encouraging there. So looking at it right now, again, Seahawks minus four. Seeing about 50-50 action so far. Most of the action on what's a very seemingly low number of 45 with about 85% of the money on the over so far. Another game that I was surprised when I saw on Bovada the odds on this one, the Arizona Cardinals hosting the Washington football team. Washington came from behind with that big victory. Arizona, the big upset win on the road at the Niners. I just thought the line would be closer. Where do you see it? 
Right, so we currently have minus seven even for Arizona, and you know what? I That's high. That, that, it, that to me was high. It, you know what? And surprisingly, we're seeing a little bit more on Arizona so far. So we had a bit of an internal debate. Uh, you know, six and a half is kind of where I thought we should be, but, uh, you know, a couple of my guys said, you know, I think we can get away with this. Now, we are making you pay that minus 120 on Washington, so that is perhaps what is attracting some of that Arizona money. I think, uh, despite the fact that I was, you know, high on Philadelphia last week, still high on that front office and that uh, team as a whole, um, you know, I, I think the, uh, the betting public probably didn't share my high opinion on Philadelphia to the extent that they did on San Fran and Arizona to go into uh, Levi Stadium and win the way they did. Uh, you know, Kyler Murray with a great second half, the defense stood up. You know, it, it kind of looked early on in the game that that blocked uh, TD was going to be the only offense that Arizona put together, but they put together a really good second half. They showed some in-game adjustments, and I think they reinforced that for a lot of betters, Arizona was a sleeper team in what looks to be the early, the best division in football. Yeah, I just I, I just think that's a, that's a lot. Uh, just like I think it's a lot that the Steelers have a heavy favorite over Denver. Denver wasn't awful. Now, I know that Tennessee missed a bunch of field goals because Kowski uh, missed a bunch of field goals and Denver would have lost even more. But is Denver really nearly a touchdown underdog to Pittsburgh on the road? Yeah, looking at it right now, Pavada Steelers are minus six and a half, minus 115. We are seeing about 65% of the early betting on Pittsburgh. Uh, it's Again, it's so tough to gauge, but, uh, and you know, there's kind of a confirmation bias sometimes when it's said as much in the booth as it was by uh, Fowler and Herb Street last night. But that Pittsburgh defense did look really, really good. And I don't know if the Broncos defense uh, was that good last night so much as it was Tennessee just getting in its own way a bit. Uh, you know, drop passes, all the missed field goals by Goskowski. Thank goodness for him that he made that last one because he may still have a job today. I don't know. I'll have to check after we finish this up. Uh, so the Steelers defense was coming in hot. They were coming in with high expectations. The Broncos were really a big question mark. You know, Drew Locke finished the season uh, strong last year, but otherwise, you know, they had the Von Miller injury before the season started. They had, uh, you know, a couple drives that looked okay last night, but there's nothing that very much inspires folks about the Denver Broncos. Uh, you know, the la last night, uh, the Steelers won. They won convincingly, and they did it with, uh, you know, Roethlisberger didn't look that great, so there's this feeling as well that he can kind of work through uh, shaking off a lot of rust uh, coming off that injury that he had last year. And then there's the Niners. They go on the road, take on a New York Jets squad that looks putrid. I, I can't even argue. Uh, what is the Bavada line on San Francisco at the Jets? So right now, Bavada, the 49ers are seven. And uh, that is one of the larger offside positions of the week, meaning that more players, significantly more players on the 49ers than most other sides this week. And yeah, makes sense. I mean, if you believe in bounce back games, which I don't know that I necessarily believe in narratives, what I do believe is that the Jets looked putrid. They looked terrible on both sides of the ball. Uh, they got that one touchdown on what seemed like more of a broken play from the Bills defense that otherwise had a stellar outing. Um, yeah, what really inspires you about the New York Jets in that game? Uh, that wouldn't surprise me if we get to seven and a half by kickoff. And with that said, I think it's an important thing to note uh, as this is our first week two or week after reaction show, that it is usually this early in the week that if you think something looks off, this is your time to jump into the market, so to speak. Uh, these are lines, none of these lines that we're looking at right now will be the line that we see uh, on Sunday at 1 p.m. Now, the trick, of course, is trying to figure out which direction that goes, but I mean, uh, 
you are more likely, and uh, you know, we've studied this at Bovada, you are more likely to be profitable the earlier you bet in the week into a game line. And the idea is that you want to try and beat the so-called closing game line at Bovada. So if you're, if you think the 49ers and a lot of our betters do are that much better than the seven that they have now, this is probably when you want to jump in. Having said that, if you do like the Jets, and I'm telling you right now that we are a bit offside in that position, you might want to wait a little bit longer and see if you can catch that coveted seven and a half that could be coming out there closer to kickoff. What would a Bavada at odds podcast be without some talk about Las Vegas? The Las Vegas Raiders. Still, I'm not used to saying that. No fans in the stands, so I, I don't think it had a big impact on the Rams last week. What about the idea that New Orleans is at the Raiders and it's this brand new stadium that nobody's going to be in? Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? It's, uh, it, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun for us trying to figure out what exactly home field advantage is worth in the NFL, uh, not just uh, in week one, but going forward, especially as some teams try, and, try to integrate uh, some level of fans coming in. Of course, we saw Kansas City on Thursday night have a uh, capacity of uh, something like 20%. I can't quite recall the exact number. But I mean, traditionally, uh, home field advantage in the NFL was worth something like, uh, you know, on average three points, but other teams have a larger advantage. Uh, the only teams that will continue to have those advantages, uh, theoretically anyways, are teams like the Denver Broncos because you don't need fans for high elevation in the third or fourth quarter now. Uh, you know, they ultimately couldn't pull it out last night, but gosh, they were right there in it. Uh, but if you're looking at the Las Vegas Raiders, then yeah, I had to actually pause a little bit before I started saying that because my brain's telling me that's not right, but I will get used to that, just like I'm getting used to Washington football team. Um, Impressive start for them uh, to the season, going to Carolina, winning the way they did, getting uh, some good movement on the ground with Josh Jacobs. I think um, this is a fun thing with look-ahead lines, is that a lot of these lines we posted uh, before the season started, uh, going into week two, going into week three, not really being sure exactly uh, what these games are going to look like. So we actually had this game originally posted all the way back in June with the Saints as a four and a half point favorite. And we now have the Saints as a six-point favorite based on the strength of their win. What the Raiders did was impressive, but uh, it wasn't nearly as impressive as the Saints clearly showing that they are one of the top dogs in the league this year. And that's reflected with, again, minus six and about 65% of the money at Bovada are on the Saints to cover and win at this moment. That's great stuff. There's also college football and NBA, NHL, baseball. There's so much. And check out the uh, Bovada website to see all the latest odds. Patrick, as always, appreciate it. Good time as always, Seth. Let's do it again next week. Now here's myself and Etan Thomas with Center of Attention. guy is the busiest human being and i thought i was the busiest human being in the world you this catching week, up with you <laughs> this week you have done your own i mean it's yeah. it's wild what is it like appearances what 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 has been the thing that you have been swamped with well i mean once when you know i went on meet the press um, a few weeks ago and that kind of you know like a lot of appearances after that yeah and so like nonstop. to be honest with you it's it's Honestly, crazy. Um, you know, just did a thing with Soledad O'Brien and Jamel Hill, and it was so funny because you talk together, you talk so together. Bad. Soledad and Jamel Hill are together, right? Yeah, yeah, they were both together. Um, in the segment, I love so both it, of them. It, oh, they're great. 
but it's so funny though. So they they wanted, um, you know, first they asked if, if I could go to New York. They could bring me to New York to do it. I said no, of course not. Um, then they said, can I, can I, can they, we send camera crew to your house? I was like, no, don't want to do that either. Nope. Um, I'll have the night regular setup. Like I always have. So my setup is going to look just like this, right? What yeah. I like it always has. So they sent the camera crew to Jamel in, in LA, a camera crew to everybody. And they had so many difficulties. Oh, <laughs> it was like, it was messy. So it I'm was like the ESPN horse game. Oh yeah, I, I mean, I'm literally sitting there for 45 minutes checking my emails and doing stuff because I'm I'm straight, like I'm like this, yeah. and they're just having all these kind of problems. So yeah, no, I, that's I, how it started. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> there's there's so much going on. So let's get to uh, some of the big stories. Uh, let's do well the big story today. Let's go in chronological order. We'll go today. Wait, wait, wait. First, 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 first. Before we go, I want you to admit. That you were wrong it's about story. the NBA. No, it's not wrong. No, no, it's, no, it's no, no. It's been great. It's been. But great. you said there's, there's no. Fine, there's, we're doing the NBA first. How you I said I, you I said everybody. Control. You said you know the script is that what's going to happen. You know who's going to win. There's it's not like right. hockey where anybody your, can you win. Get your occasional and, upset, and you got it. And, and it's and great. It's got. been great. Miami beating Milwaukee was first, and then Denver yep. beating Los Angeles Clippers was great. Uh, yep. Amazing. And you and I need to talk because we're getting the Clippers play-by-play guy on our show when ah. we can do a show. So, yeah, oh, I'm that's on great. It. We're, 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 Dude, I, I got you. Don't worry. <laughs> the, the, uh, the games have been fantastic. It has been um, remarkable. And give it up for Denver because Denver yeah. has a never – Say die like it's it's a it's a why not us attitude, and yeah. down the stretch they showed poise and what I thought it was this was my takeaway and you tell me you know you're the basketball guy, okay. I just thought it proved how great a team the Raptors are because Kawhi going to the Clippers didn't make them a great team that that's a good point Kawhi on the Raptors was something special. And that doesn't mean that he can't win with the Clippers, but that team is not what the Kawhi Raptor team was. And if you could clone Kawhi Leonard and have the last year's Raptors against this year's Clippers, the Raptors would win every time. Yeah, but, you know, it's different because the, the bubble Clippers was different than the regular season Clippers. And that's one thing that you have to look. They're a totally different team. They, it's like they fell out of sync over the time period of, of uh, um, COVID. Yeah. And they look like a completely different team the entire, the entire bubble season. And they never quite got their flow. It's interesting because also um, looking at Houston, Russell Westbrook, and, and he was somebody who tested positive for COVID. He never got his flow in the bubble, ever. Never. Never. He, he looked like he was like forcing it, trying to get, you know, and he could never get a rhythm and everything like that. And he was trying too hard. And, and Lou it looked Williams like it was the same thing. Yeah. yeah, Lou Williams, the same exact way. So it was, you know, I think that had a little bit to do with it. But no, you got to tip, tip your hat to Denver. They looked great. They played great. You know, tip your hat. And, and one thing that I want to explore in the days and weeks to come is mm-hmm. how is this playing in Denver? Because here you have the Nuggets going to the NBA Finals. Like, what? The Denver Nuggets are going to the NBA Finals. And yep. it's in Orlando. It's, yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and yeah. Denver is such a great sports town. And it's, you know, there's occasional times when I have now felt the missing of fans. And I thought 
you know, in some of the hockey play, the U.S. Open, in the finals of the U.S. Open. Have we not talked since then? Wow. Um, the finals of the U.S. Open when mm-hmm. when she came back from being down a set to force that third set. Oh, that was three three. You see my house, but you wanted to. <laughs> see, no, no, no. But but that was when I said, "Oh my God, that crowd, the energy that you would have felt oh, from yeah, that yeah, crowd yeah, yeah. would have been incredible." And That's the true. same thing with last night. I thought down the street, and Mike Breen is a great announcer, and I love Mike Breen, but yeah. but. I missed like I wanted that the to crowd, be in the roar. in the Staples Center, and I want the yeah. the Nuggets to be making the only noise, and everybody. I wanted all the Clipper fan going. Like yeah. that. Like, I wanted that. I craved. You that. wanted that part. Yeah. No, I I agree, and that's that's a good point. I mean, but you really got to tap tip your hat to them though. They, oh, hey, did, you see, did you see uh, Lil Harvey? I keep calling him Lil Harvey, but we had we had on the uh, that, that's how Grant. I know him. Jeremy, Jeremy Grant. Grant. I know him as Lil own. Harvey. Yeah. Yes, but I was so happy for him. He's yeah, doing great. Of being on this show, you yeah, come on this that's show. Right. That, that's right. That's right. Everything started taking off right after he came on our taking, show. Taking off. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, yes. So we that was story two. But if you, you okay. you're good. Uh, yeah, story good. one <laughs> happened about two hours ago. Uh, okay, the Big I missed Ten, it. The Big Ten announced that they are starting October 24th, and they are going. And they say they have uh, uh. A, a rapid testing program. And there have been it, it, it has become a political nightmare because the right wing folks see that. the right wing folks Oh Lord. Um hold on one second. No, no, that's cool. I I didn't see that at all. You know, I, I saw the news of you know, actually that you sent me that um uh LSU was it LSU? They said oh, yeah. most of their team most of the team. Uh, most, of, Most the of the team. Yeah. Christine Brennan, who you, you love, uh, Christine Brennan. Uh, um, uh, Christine Brennan said um, they become SEC North. Like, they, they, they're literally just like they're caving to the pressure. They're caving to uh, the protests. They're making up science. And, look, they're, they're doing it. Look, here's what I'll say. The, co- the conferences that have started so far, the ACC being one of them, right. so far, so good. I mean, so far, so good. So let's see. Um, The (sighs) argument, the right-wing argument has been, why can the NFL do it and the ACC do it and no positive tests when why can't the Big Ten try? And the SEC, they don't try until uh, a week from Saturday still. Right, a week from Saturday. So they're they're still a while. Um, I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know. And that my favorite – So this is – Yeah. Yeah. It's it's you know and I'm I'm retweeting just now Jamel Hill you know I was just on on a program with her but she said so will the daily testing in the Big Ten be available to all students or just the ones who just have ones entire economies player. built off their free labor just the football players. asking for the students who pay tuition just totally just but, the football yeah, players. Know. come on yeah you know, uh, I you mean know. that 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 that's that's obvious yeah you know no, it, but that's just the hypocrisy that bothers me so no, much Seth bad. because it's it's bad. You know, it's so bad. It's so bad. It's horrible. So bad. But hey, they fought for it. They, they. I mean, this was the one. Trump got involved, and it was, it was. And the weird part is the Pac-12's not, and the Pac-12 is weird because half these teams can't play because of the air quality. You know, the fires mm-hmm. in in California and Oregon are awful, and I don't know if you saw, but the Oakland Seattle game last night had to be called because they yeah. couldn't breathe, and they so you can't breathe. play Pac-12. That's terrible. 
it's it's awful. And California, like I, I don't think Stanford could play. I don't think Oregon could play. I don't think Washington. I mean, they all couldn't play. So, I yeah. I, I, I don't know. Uh, but the Big Ten, and I mean, Happy Valley is thrilled. Ohio State is thrilled. They're all they're all ecstatic, and we'll see. We'll see. My favorite college football story, though, and I waited because uh-huh. I didn't send you this one, and it was the okay. tweet of the year from my buddy Jason Smith, and that is some okay. doctors at the University of Pittsburgh have okay. found a way to create the antibodies. Okay. Now, it has to be tested. It's in the, its infancy, but they feel that right. the, if they can give you something, it's kind of like a vaccine where they can give you the antibodies. You don't have COVID, and you get the antibodies. And it sounds very promising. I, they, it has to be tested, and we're not, we're not jumping to say, okay, let's go run and take right, it, right, right. but put right. it in perspective. Jason Smith, who's a Syracuse alum, he tweets out from Fox Sports Radio. He goes, okay. he says, if this turns out to be true, Syracuse can lose by eight touchdowns to the Panthers on Saturday, and we'll still be happy. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he said. <laughs> I, said that's I love funny. that i just i love that wow i was like you know what we're going to pittsburgh and all i can say is i want dino babers to take the field and go well, how's that vaccine coming that's what right. i want him to talk about and i'd like him to come after the game and go yeah we got blitzed we're, we lost by seven touchdowns and by the way though the doctors here are so wonderful that's yeah. what i'd love i'd love <laughs> that's it. what you want to see I've been talking to all my students, uh, you know, one-on-one for their podcasts, uh-huh. and boy, wow, some unique podcasts. They're really interesting. Oh, yeah? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, t- when we have a longer show, I'll, I'll go over some of them because some of them, some of those kids, when they have their first episode, they're coming on this show to promote it because they're okay. interesting. Very, very interesting. But in talking right. to them, they all don't understand. Syracuse is now at 10. 10 positive 10. cases. <laughs> Just, wow. What? The 10. How is that I mean, it, you know, it's, I don't know. It goes back to, I was listening to a program and they were talking about, and, and we suggested this as well, of being a little bit doubtful of some of the data, mm-hmm. you know, right? I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. like we looked at some of the data, we're like, okay, wait a minute. Something doesn't sound right here. And would you put it past, um, you know, university programs or anything like that to fudge the data. I don't know. That's the question. I don't know. Would you put it past them? Would you be shocked if you heard that that's oh, what they were doing? I wouldn't be shocked. I just, I, no. I, I won't go there only in the sense that I, that would offend me because what Syracuse is doing now is complying with their conference. Do you okay. know what I'm saying? Like they're not making yeah. an individual decision, but they're united as a conference. And even if they were dissenters, they still, they're, they're, they're towing the, the, the conference line, which, I'm fine with because you can't vilify a university for doing that because that's right. that's part of why you join a conference. So I, that I get. Right. What I'm saying is is if I found out that Syracuse fudged numbers so that they could keep playing with a oh, by the gosh. way a god awful yeah. football team, then I'd be really offended. <laughs> They're rebuilding. They're rebuilding. Rebuilding. <laughs> <laughs> rebuilding year. Come on, let's be, let's be positive. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know rebuilding. if Dino lasts. I don't know how this goes. I don't know how this yeah. goes. I will see. They're they're twenty point underdogs this Saturday. I mean, they're they're you know we're building. <laughs> That's going to be the phrase. You're going to hear me say that a lot. They're um, rebuilding. Baseball had a big announcement. Okay. I think it was yesterday. Right. Uh, their playoffs are going to be in a bubble. They're going to set oh, up a bubble for their postseason. 
and they're using okay. three locations for their uh, championship rounds, and then the World Series is going to be in Texas. Okay. Now, if you think about it from a weather standpoint, that makes sense. But there right. are two things where the only thing I can think of is baseball is being tone deaf. That's the only way I can think of it is they're tone deaf. And that is the two locations that they're looking at are L.A. and San Diego. Gorgeous mm. ballparks. What did we just say about California? Not what did we just say about Los Angeles? What did we yeah. just say about the red skies and the poor air quality? Mm. Now, in this owners meeting, and you know how owners work, mm-hmm. how come they decide, how did they decide on Los Angeles and San Diego? Was that a, let's help those guys out? Let's give them publicity? I, I don't know what the benefit of having it in those ballparks are. If it's weather, why not Atlanta? Why not? Why not Miami? Yeah. Why not Tampa? I mean, why? What? Why there? Right. And that comes off as tone deaf to me. Like it's like you're not reading the t- you're not reading the room. Reading the room. Right. Right. No, and I agree. I definitely agree. So that was the first. Yeah. Hundred yeah. percent agree. <laughs> now the second thing that I think is just tone deaf is mm-hmm. they made a decision. Now remember the owners got a fifteen fifty. Five zero million dollar mm-hmm. bonus from the networks to create the extra round of playoffs, right? Okay, okay, yeah. Right? We talked about this, and mm-hmm. because of that, everything they want to smush everything because, okay. and this is my fear, and this is what's tone deaf, is mm-hmm. they are they are taking away the day off between games two and three of the wor- of the LCS and games five and six, which are normally travel days, but you're in a bubble, so you don't need to travel. Right. 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 That changes pitching because now the whole team, all the teams have to change their strategy because you lost an off day to rest your pitchers. Mm. Now, if the reason is because you want to add an element of strategy well, then do that normally and just say, you know what? You play on Wednesday night, you're playing Thursday in another city, and too bad if it's Seattle versus Miami. Who? Too bad. Right. Or right. is it Fox said, we really don't want to air your games in November because we're going to have our primetime programming by then. And that, to mm. me, is tone deaf. Right. Because if no, you're being greedy to add the extra round of the playoffs – you're compromising your competition now because you're taking away two off days so that the, the great starters now don't have an extra day of rest and you're doing it so Fox can be done so that they can air Family Guy? No. no. Yeah, but it's, all, but it's all contractual. I mean, that's the, the whole reason why they're pushing for it is to be able to um, take advantage some, in some way or they don't even consider it taking advantage. They consider it recouping from the loss from COVID. So that's that's their whole that's their whole thought. So, I mean, tone deaf, I hear you, but they're not even trying to listen to being. You know what I'm saying? That's not the focus. The focus is how can they benefit off of this? And that's I mean, that's the unfortunate reality of it. I mean, they. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's why I said tone deaf. Like, it just seems like, again, read the room. Fox is making demands. 
You're in a pandemic. Yeah. You're in a bubble. You just added a whole round of playoffs. This is yeah. something that was important to you when you're having your games in Texas? Yeah. 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 It's all economics. It's wrong. That's all it is. what it's about. It's all, kind, it's all kinds of wrong. Okay. Now there's another story that I thought was mm-hmm. really, really cool. And I want to get the name of the person. Uh, there, there. That's what I thought it was. Uh, WNBA star oh, Maya yeah. Moore. Yep. She plays for the Minnesota Lynx, uh-huh. and she's a superstar. There was a guy who was in prison, and a lot of people thought it was falsely accused. And I mean, that's mm-hmm. making a murderer and mm-hmm. serial, and you know the, ca- the Adnan Syed case, and uh, mm-hmm. you know you've seen these true crime stories that have blown up because of the podcast serial because of true crime. And she campaigned and she used her resources and she used her reach and her financial resources to help prove and help free Jonathan Irons. Right. This guy who was wrongly accused, the man she helped free from prison. They got married. They got married, but and, and he was facing fifty years. Fifty years. Five zero. That's how long he, you know. So first, so first of all, he, you know, he can't, he can't win any argument forever. Like that's, you know, she has the trump <laughs> card that she, you know, hey, if it I weren't for me, you. you know what I'm saying? I got, I got <laughs> yeah, you out no, of prison. No argument ever. <laughs> I got you out of prison. You're taking the goddamn garbage out. No, no, not question. <laughs> not even a question. And you're cooking dinner. And you're doing something. And you're taking the kids. It's not even. You can't. You have nothing to say. You think but you're I, driving carpool? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Ain't no, ain't no rotation. You're doing the carpool. But it, but it was amazing. It's an amazing story when you oh look at everything she had to you know, fight for in order to be able to present the evidence now. But now looking at it differently, it's messed up that if she wouldn't have had the financial means to be able to do all the research and do that, he would have been sitting in jail for 50 years. That's my, that's but a that's, problem. Right. That's making system. a murderer. Of course. Oh, that's the sit because of course. most of the, most of the, you know, it all, it, you shouldn't get justice based on of economics. Course. That is not the way that it should work. You know what I mean? So that 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 part, looking at that part of the story, you're like, wow. So I mean, and I've you know I've done so much work. I do a lot of work with um, you know young guys in the correctional facilities. You know they don't call them prison correctional facilities. And I would honestly say, like, eighty five percent of their cases, I'm looking at them and they tell they're telling me how they came about. And you know they're given a public defender and they were handed their case like minutes before and they're shuffling through it and they don't even know any particulars and everything like that and they try to get them to plea out and everything and that's the way that it goes but if they would have had financial means to be able to you know examine all the particulars of it most of them wouldn't be in that position and that's just a messed up that's that 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 case with Maya Moore should highlight, and, and it's a great story, a but great story. I'm looking at it and I'm like, but that should highlight what's wrong with the system of course. because but, he would have been in there for 50 years. Did you ever see the Adnan Syed case, the documentary on HBO or the podcast serial? Uh-uh, I didn't. This kid, this, uh, this Muslim kid uh, was uh, accused of killing his, his high school girlfriend. And okay. there's so much evidence that gives you doubt. That's all right. I'm saying. It's, right. it's overwhelming that there's doubt. Uh, I, right. you know, there's some people who think he might have done it. If he if he did it, he's really unlucky because there's so much re- so many reasons why he didn't. 
and this Muslim kid, and, and, and they do this documentary, and I'm friendly with uh, his aunt, uh, Rabia, um, okay. because I supported her podcast. That's all it was. I supported her podcast. She followed mm-hmm. me on Twitter, and we've talked. And she's well. wonderful. And she's absolutely wonderful. And I introduced her to, because she started her own podcast, and I introduced her to the voice of Wonder Woman from the Justice League cartoon. Mm. And I said, she should be like the narrator of your podcast. Like, it, it, you know, it's a criminal justice thing, and she has a great voice for that. And I, like, I, I introduced them because Susan was also tweeting about what Rabia was fighting for. And, right. I, there's, there's that. and then there's Making a Murderer, which is these dumb, I, I don't mean to say yeah. it, uh, dumb, they're just so uneducated. And they have, yeah. I mean, this guy, he, he served 19 years for raping a woman. He didn't rape her. And now yeah. he's in jail for murdering this woman, this other woman. And there's no way he did that. And it's yeah. it's crazy, crazy. Yeah. You hear these stories all the time. And this is one that that I, look, I had heard that Maya Moore freed this guy. Mm-hmm. I did not know that they married. I and didn't either. I found that out. Amazing. Today. I was like, that oh, was wow, amazing. that's amazing. That, yeah, that's very yeah. cool. Very, and that's, yes, you can. That's do dedication that joke there. is a great joke. That's a great that? joke. No, you can say, listen, I am never taking out the garbage, ever. <laughs> ever again. <laughs> yeah. <let's see. laughs> all gonna, of it. And she sacrificed time in her career. And you yeah, know how she, she was like careers the top, are finite. She was like one of the top players in the WNBA. Like, she was killing it, you know? And then she stepped away and was dedicated. That's like, you know, that's a whole different bar level set for, you know, they say like a ride or die chick. You know what I mean? Somebody that, like that has your back and stuff like she set the bar very high. Yeah, because that's that's amazing right there. All right. In the time we have remaining mm-hmm. uh, one other from the weekend, um, I got into a Facebook fight and I th- I deleted Facebook off my phone. I Did you? To, I have to be done. I, you I, can't, didn't, I told I didn't you cancel to my account. out the comment section. It's, it's not the comments. It's not that. It's not. OK. That. What happened? Uh, so the Jets are playing the Bills on Sunday and I have to watch it because I have to cover it for Sports Illustrated. It's my okay. first game, and it's weird because I'm watching it on my computer. <laughs> right. it's, it's awkward. And the Jets right. suck. And so I got bored, and I started going on Facebook, and every other post was, I'm done with the NFL. I can't watch the NFL. These these people with the protests, they can't do it. And I no, realized, protests? and I just said, I said, there's so many people. Hold on one second. No, so that's the here you you can take your time for it, but that's the that's the crazy part because I I actually wrote about that the um, Houston Texans and the Kansas City when they booed yeah I know, you know they what booed. I mean? but but none of the games on Sunday were um, had fans except for Jacksonville and that wasn't getting a lot of television coverage um, it was it was it was really. It just was offensive. And I, I, for every person, I commented on every one of them, and I just said, well, why? Why, why, why can't you just let these people have their message, even right. if you don't care about it, and just watch the game and shut up? Like, why does it bother you so much? And I found out, <laughs> and I found out if you look at the thread of uh-huh. people. So I wrote something on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if you look at the thread of people that commented on my Facebook, mm-hmm. I have deleted a lot of people. I wrote, oh, really? I just spent 15 minutes on Facebook now and saw four separate posts complaining that the NFL is including protests and letting the players voice their opinions. Then I saw two idiots complain that the Washington football team doesn't have a new name yet. 
For oh, the effort gosh. that people go to Facebook, write these inappropriate posts, and come off so tone deaf, can you please spend a minute and actually research why people are trying to use a powerful voice like NFL football to get a message of great importance to them? I refuse to believe there are actual racists on my Facebook field, uh, feed, although these days I shouldn't be surprised. Don't worry about the protests. Don't worry about the anthem. You complained for six months about the return of sports, and that's a sport that's doing well with its COVID numbers. And if this oh. post offends you, unfriend me, block me. We'd probably be better off that way anyhow. 35 oh. people. 35 people gone. They gone just like that? <laughs> off of that post? That's 94, amazing. 94 <laughs> comments. Uh, 94 comments and a hundred and something like, you know, like 200 something likes. And, wow. and people were literally, one guy wrote, bye. And <laughs> just bye. Just bye. <laughs> and, and it was, and a lot of people were like, thank you. You know, like a, a lot of people, but the fact of the matter is, is I wasn't doing it for praise. And right. like these idiots are saying like, I called them the Washington Redskins since I was a kid. I don't care. Right. I don't care. Yeah. You can't do that. You can't do that. That's an offensive name. Now, I will give my cousin one little piece because I got to add some brevity to this thing. Okay. My cousin took a picture for his daughter. So I guess my niece uh, had a birthday and they took a picture. Mm-hmm. And he has a Redskins pennant in the back. And okay. it's signed by the whole team. Uh, he got it when he was a kid. Yeah. He says, I'm not taking that down. I said, right. that doesn't make you... That doesn't make you racist. Right, right, right. You have right. a pennant that has the, the, the signatures. And a yeah. lot of people have Redskins stuff. You're not burning your Redskins stuff. Well, my son Malcolm, he has RG3 stuff. I told you a story about why yeah. he likes RG3, but he still has his RG3 stuff, still, you know? And he doesn't have he's to like, He's like, away. RG3 is still cool with me. That's he what he have, said. <laughs> but you, know, you can't... You, you're going on a, on, a, on a website, a social media yeah. site, to complain that they For are the wa- not the Washington football team? Yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. That's, and 35 people all were agree- disagreeing, and I blocked all of them. Yeah. I blocked a former yeah. trainer. I blocked friends, people. I, yeah. There are people that I didn't know. There were a couple of people where I would write back, and I'd go, how do I know you anyway? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because my Facebook, when I joined Facebook, ESPN uh, made me do it. And right. it was in 2009, and that's not my real name anyway. Right. So – I didn't care who was, and there are people on my Facebook that I don't know who they are. Yeah, and I literally be like, "How, how do I know you anyway?" That is, no, you, <laughs> that's funny. So and, but it, it, it does kind of suck when you see people that you like grew up with. Like, wait a minute, I've known you since middle school. Like, I never knew that you thought like this. That's the part where it's sad. People who you don't know, you're like, ah, whatever. This person thinks this. This person thinks that. But when it's somebody who you actually knew, it's like, oh, you too. <laughs> that's totally. that's the part where it gets sad. Totally, totally. Yeah. So I, I just thought, you know, it just it, it was unbelievable. I thought the NFL did a really great job. They're yeah. they're sending their message out. Um, yeah. Teams voted to do stuff, and it was a thing of team unity. And I thought that was impressive. Um, but but here, here's the thing, Seth. They did it before the anthem, or after the anthem. Did. A lot of them did. after the anthem, and they still booed. That tells no, that me it's was not that, about that you're talking about Thursday night. Yes. Yeah, Thursday I'm talking night. about Thursday. I'm and still stuck on that one. George because Fant, George Fant who's been. a lineman for the Jets, came out uh, and he he said he was voted team captain and he uh, said, I will only discuss issues of social justice. And he did a whole press conference mm-hmm. on social justice. He did not yeah. talk 
he did not game. talk at all about football or anything like that. And he said he thought it was awful what yeah. took place in Kansas City. And he yep. said, and he came out and he said, he said, that's ridiculous, but that's not going to deter us. And we're going to keep doing what we want to do because it makes us feel better. And it makes us feel, he said something like, it makes us feel like we're helping. Mm. And a lot of people feel helpless when it comes to this stuff. You saw that they settled with uh, Breonna Taylor's family. Yeah. $12 million. Yeah. But, but this is the thing though, you know, I'm, I'm, I work with a lot of the family members. They all have settlements. All of them, the city paid out. And the cops are not fired. And the cops are not right. How does that, they they all have settlements. But the thing also, people got to also remember that they don't see all that money. You know, most of that is gone in lawyer fees and legal fees. Like right off the top, you know what I mean? Before I that even, that. That's cool. oh yeah, Emerald, Emerald broke that down to me. She was like, yeah, people think we got, she was like, uh-uh. All the time, when anytime you see a lawyer on TV appearing and speaking on our behalf, they're paid by the hour. I was like, oh, they're like, yeah, that adds up. <laughs> uh, like, if you get a great. chance in our final minute, uh, check out Christine Brennan. Uh, she wrote uh, for USA Today. Um, mm-hmm. She said, uh, the Big Ten choked, it got scared, and it became the SEC. Dang. Read it. I'm telling you, read that article. It is, it is sobering how yeah. dead on she is. And again, it's not about politics. It's not about, it's not about your herd mentality. It's not about, oh, come on. You didn't hear What's that? Uh-oh, whatever. Herd mentality? Oh, it heard mentality. I got you. <laughs> I got it. I got it. That was good. <laughs> that was good. Trying, that was I'm good. Trying, trying. Very good. And and uh, and message to Joe Biden: Don't play Despacito on your phone when you're at a rally. Don't. <laughs> don't. That's a crappy song, and don't do it. Just don't. That's my advice. My friendly advice: Don't do it. You look dumb. <laughs> you look dumb. That's not Bill Clinton playing the sax on Arsenio Hall. It's right. Not, it's not the same. <laughs> all right funny. man it's 2 30 we gotta run thank right, you thank you thank you um but let's talk later let's make a plan because we need, okay, we need cool. more shows here we, we gotta figure it pe- out we gotta give the people what they want yeah we gotta figure it out all right see ya